Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is the first Tavern Talks radio show. Woo! 1st of December 2022, put it in your calendars. The first Tavern Talks show, the first of many. First of many. I'd like to say a big shout out to Leo Nevin Radio for giving me the amazing opportunity to uh, even be on the radio. I've been doing Tavern Talks for three years now, coming up to four, and radio was on my tick list. So it's something I've now done. So today's topic, we're going to be discussing, even before I get into that, we've got some amazing people in the room, so we'll go around the room, you guys say your names first, and then we'll get into the topic and what you guys do after. Hi guys, my name is Nadine. Hi, my name is Shania. Cool. And the topic of today is dating whilst being an entrepreneur. So first I'll give a quick introduction about Taryn Talks, what I am, what I do. So Taryn Talks is a discussion event network. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we do um, discussion events, podcasting, radio, uh, anything to do with any basically providing spaces for people to have comfortable, uncomfortable conversations. So my SOGO is I provide comfortable spaces for uncomfortable conversations. So as I said, today's topic is dating whilst being an entrepreneur. So before I play a recording from a previous interview, what do you ladies do? So it's Nadine speaking. I am a freelance creative, uh, mainly a photographer, um, based in Luton in London. And yeah, I run my own photography business. I work on production sets um, as a photographer, as an assistant. I work with music artists, work with graphic designers, uh, fashion brands, all that kind of stuff. Hi, it's Shania speaking, and I'm a singer mainly, but I also do art, uh, as in like painting, portraits, landscape, etc. And I can do hair as well. Um, I'm also a student, so it's like juggling nine lives. <laughs> cool, that's fine. And we were meant to have DJ Edo in the building, but he has been flown out to a booking abroad. So, ladies, first question: uh, How long have you guys been doing your craft for? Um, how long have we been doing this? Um, feels like forever. Uh, so I started when I was 16, 17, um, obviously when I look back at the work now, it wasn't the greatest, but um, professionally I would say I've been in it for about two years, two, three years. Um, I've been singing from the age of six years old and now it's something I do for a living. Um, so professionally I've been doing it for about two years. Cool, that's fine. And since you guys have been entrepreneurs, I would say, have you guys had a successful, committed relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's a good question. Um, the answer to that question is no. Um, I'm not going to throw no shade on the radio, but... <laughs> I mean, go throw it, throw it, throw it. Nah, um, I'm messing. Um, I haven't been in a relationship in the past few years since being in the industry, no. Um, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I'd just say it's what it is based upon the experiences I've had. What about you, Taryn? Um, we have, Shania hasn't answered yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shania. I've dated um, 
like last year, I've dated this year. Um, but it doesn't really last long because you get caught up in your own life that and helps. juggling. Sometimes it feels like you're juggling three different lives. So sometimes you don't even, you barely have time for yourself, let alone time for other people. But obviously you try and make time for the people that you care about. But we can't be everywhere, you know. <laughs> is also true so why do you well I mean Shania's kind of already brushed on it but why do you guys think that being an entrepreneur makes dating a whole lot harder um for me based upon my life and my schedule I feel like being a creative not just well for me being a creative but being an entrepreneur I think it's not a nine-to-five job you meet a lot of people who work nine-to-five jobs they have their evenings free like me, I barely get evenings free, I barely get days free, like, I couldn't even tell the next day I have free, honestly, so I think it's just hard when you're, especially when you're young and you're in that position where you're trying to focus on your career and you're trying to build a career and build a business and build something for the future for your family that you want to create, it's hard to then step out of that, like, kind of zone, I guess, and mm -hmm. for me, I'm a person where I, when I'm doing my photography stuff, like, I'm invested in what I'm doing, like, as you should be, and, like, when I, sometimes I feel like, it sounds bad, but sometimes it feels like, when you're doing that kind of stuff, where you're dating and going out and having fun, you feel like you're throwing, I feel like I'm throwing myself off track from my career kind of thing, and mm -hmm. um, that's not always to say it's the case, obviously, it is important to find a work-life balance, but, um, yeah, it's hard not to allow it to become a distraction, it's really about finding balance, I think it's one of the biggest things. 110%. Um, Nadine actually tried to throw some shade at me and ask me if I've been in a committed relationship <laughs> since being an entrepreneur. Um, no, before I became an entrepreneur, I was dating one, which we will gloss at the end of. But um, no, the answer is no. Uh, dating is the ghetto, regardless of being an entrepreneur or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, go on, Shai, what you were saying? Is there such thing as balance though? Because obviously every day is different. And you know, if you, I try when I'm dating someone, I try and kind of get them involved so that they like build a better understanding of what I do and what it's like. Dating is not for the weak and neither is entrepreneurship. <laughs> None of them are. Um, as Nadine said, <laughs> it's not a nine to five job and then we've got other commitments too so it's hard to like commit fully into something but you try your best it's just that if you're dating someone they need to know firsthand that you're not always gonna be available and they need to be comfortable with that but then when you come together it's like it's a beautiful thing yeah yeah it's like what you was kind of touching on there the whole thing about like flexibility and like if you want to make time you will kind of thing yeah um so yeah i don't know it's a big question is there such a thing as balance um i feel like there is i feel like there is a thing as such a, that balance does exist but like it's being able to keep the weighing scale equal mm -hmm. and not let mm -hmm. it tip too far to one side mm -hmm. because if you tip too far to one side and you get distracted in the dating scene your career then and loses out whereas if you you know exactly yeah. whereas if you then put your career above it, the person who you are dating may feel like you don't care about them. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. trying to find that in between and keeping it there, I guess. So like when I was speaking to um, EDOT yesterday, one of the things he glossed on was as a DJ, you can be flown abroad. Mm. Um, 
So he was um, basically saying that if he had a booking and his partner was able to attend, then, you know, she she's welcome to join and mm. go. Would you guys say that that's balance? Because you're... Your help, like you're going to work with your partner, but you're still spending that quality time. But then, as you said about the scales, it's more leaning towards the it's DJ great. side. Mm. So, would you guys still say that there's balance because love languages are being catered to, even though you're at work? Uh, that's a really good question. But I feel like I feel like that um, basically. He wants to share that moment with his partner. So it's it's a good thing that he's getting them involved. But I see what you're saying with regards to like, oh, you're not fully, they're not fully getting your attention, but you're still a part of that beautiful moment. So is it really a bad thing? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I feel like, I don't know, maybe because as a photographer a similar thing might happen to me where I might get the opportunity to be flown out uh, here X, Y and Z for mm-hmm. a shoot or something um, and like Shania said it's kind of that thing of you want to be able to bring them along in that experience with you mm-hmm. I think the important thing is, is if you're doing that and you're bringing your partner along in your experiences that you're then when it's their turn to have their experiences and whatever their, their career is and whatever they're doing, I think it's then just important to make sure that you're pouring energy back into them as well so that they don't feel like it's a constant thing where they're supporting you and you're not supporting them. Like, shout out Ty, um, Ty Billy um, from Energizer Podcast. He said this once one of their podcasts, choose a woman that chooses you. And mm-hmm. it could be, it can be the same thing with men, choose a man that chooses you kind of thing. Like, you want someone who is invested in you and loves you for what you're doing and then you want to also be loving them for what they do and what, what mm. they do and what they're doing as well kind of thing like you know earlier you glossed on like when they've got opportunities you sort of like having the balance of okay when I'm doing well and I've got opportunities you jump on with me and vice versa what if they have like what we would call a normal regular nine to five where they don't have the creative opportunities they're they're, they're very happy with you know just a normal job there's nothing wrong with having a normal nine to five how would you be able to how do I guess um highlight and make sure you're celebrating their creative opportunities if there's nothing to celebrate creatively Mm. do you know what it is I feel like in 2022 it's very like like as much as you might have your nine to five I feel like everyone has something a hobby whether it's another whether they're an entrepreneur and they're doing something on the side of their nine to five or whether they have a hobby or a sport or something they're involved in I feel like people are enriched by more than just their nine to five job do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I feel like whether that's thing where they play football and football's their thing so you make sure that when they have a football match you go and watch their football match or whether it is I don't know they like baking so you say okay cool I know you like baking here's an experience day that I've booked for us for us to go and do something that you like as well do you know what I mean I feel like I don't know there may be some people out there that just have nine to fives no judgment like some people might just have nine to fives and that's their life I but, have a nine to five <laughs> yeah but yeah exactly <laughs> you have a nine to five but you're doing other stuff outside yeah, yeah, of the nine yeah. to five if you know what I mean um so yeah I don't know that's a difficult one yeah, there's, there's always something to celebrate mm-hmm. in every aspect of your life. So um, just because yours is creative, more, yeah. more creative doesn't mean that theirs is not something to celebrate too. It's true. So, yeah. Have you guys ever experienced, I know obviously we're 
women here, I assume, is everyone heterosexual in here? Before I say men and oh, women yeah. and okay. yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, have you guys ever had a man sort of have an issue with you being creative and not having time or the sort of industry that you're in? Has there been anything like, oh, you're, why are you going to a shoot and there's bare man? Like, or, oh, you know, <laughs> Well, you're a hairdresser. Yeah. Why are you doing a man's braids? Or LOL. <laughs> have you guys ever had any sort of hinders? Um, I wouldn't actually. Do you know what? Outright on like the forefront of it, I've never had that statement like or those kind of statements said to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes, like not. I feel like sometimes men are very prideful, mm-hmm. and so like they don't directly say it. But there's been you like a, a, there's an energy or not. I work in a very heavily male orientated industry, mm-hmm. whether that's in the music, whether I'm working on a music set, whether I'm working on a fashion set, like it's very male orientated. And mm-hmm. I think from as for me as a female, I know and I'm very much aware of how to put boys into the bro zone. Um, mm-hmm. As <laughs> um, you should, yeah. And you know, I think yeah, I don't know. Like I've had those comments before, but like also it's a bit like are you insecure? Because I know myself that I don't go to work to do that. Like, yeah. if people see me when I'm in photography mode, they will see that I don't have time and have, yeah, I don't have time and business to be entertaining nonsense in it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, when I go to work, I'm going to do photography. I'm going to show my talent, show my work. I'm going to get my bread, get my money, get my bag, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm not there for that. And obviously, you never know, like, people will say, don't hold back on all that. Like, you never know, you could find <laughs> the love of your life at on work. set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can find the love of your life on set. But that's not my first intention when I go into those kind of environments. Mm-hmm. What um, so, as a hairdresser, sometimes men do catch feelings. <laughs> Bye. Especially when you're, like, detangling their hair. Yeah. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> really Bye. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, but you also, as an entrepreneur, have to have your boundaries too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and try not to mix your personal uh, with your business. Strong. So you have to like build that professional mm-hmm. barrier. Yeah. Yeah. As, as Nadine said, put them in the browser. <laughs> yeah. But you never know who you might meet. It's true. It's true. <laughs> do you know what? I always find like, I'm always, do you, I don't know, well, not always. I feel like when you're in that position where it's like you have to separate yourself, but then mm-hmm. it's like, but Business what if? But then, yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I won't talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, um, I'll say the clean version don't poo where you eat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to myself, so outside of obviously, I've now started radio, but I do events, I do hosting, modeling, interviewing. So in regards to the modelling, um, I have done a few music videos, so I do get the video vixen, I bet you slept with the rapper, and you know, that sort of rubbish, but um, so yeah, I have experienced negative connotations of like music video girls, and obviously I do break the stigma, I personally haven't ever been intimate with an artist, even as of late, um, within the last year or so, I have turned down like bookings because the vision board they send is like me laying in a bed or pretending mm. to be their girlfriend and it's like no 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 i don't want to do that yeah no thanks thank you but no thank you not every opportunity is a good opportunity um and also when i was doing interviewing at events there was a guy that i was seeing at the time and we got into like a tiff and he was like oh you flirt with man at motives for money that's it now uh, 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 uh,
at least I'm getting paid. <laughs> but what? Thank you. But I always, like, I always used to try and reassure and say, it's just work. It's just content. Yeah. That's why I think I being some being an entrepreneur that works with people or has to interact with people. So like being a photographer, you do have to speak to people, direct yeah. them, or you know, even being a hairdresser, it's like, oh, could you move your head to the side a little bit, please? Or yeah. you know, like it's just about like you said, creating boundaries and your partner knowing and respecting that there is just boundaries. Yeah, you know, I got a guy might say like what my interviewing was is I would go to like an event and when people are done drinking and everyone's outside mm-hmm. that's when I would approach people and start doing the interviews yeah so you get the drunken oh let me take you to the Maldives babe. oh bye da-da. I've had that before stop but because I'm on the camera I'm like yeah sure <laughs> where do you want to go next week okay as soon as the cameras are Cut off the it's cameras. like thank you for that thank you thank you I'm gone now yeah so I definitely think being an entrepreneur is all about having professional boundaries and if you are going to date having a partner that is actually confident and even trusts you as well because yeah, if I go to a video and you watch the video back I don't want you complaining about oh you, his hand was a bit too, too close good, to you yeah. just then um, get a grip no get honestly, a grip but I think it's hard yeah just like throwing like playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. a little bit I do think that if you're not in the creative field you may struggle to understand 100%. how creative mm-hmm. like the life of a creative is and like 100%. when people whether they do nine to fives or whatever career because any mm-hmm. career doesn't necessarily mean it's nine to five but when you work in a career that may not be as creatively stimulating mm-hmm. i think it's hard for people to understand like how easy it's like i remember it was so funny i remember when i was in uni and one of my friends said to me like oh yeah like when you come out of uni you'll get a full-time job like you'll be working you'll have all this you'll get all this money like and we'll be able to go here there everywhere Mm -hmm. and i was just like uni isn't like she's a nurse so obviously when nurses come out of uni Mm -hmm. they're guaranteed a job straight away like into the nhs or whatever it's into private healthcare. it's like a next step so yeah like the next step is right there whereas when you're a creative especially coming out of university as a creative like it's completely different because you step out and it's like full-time jobs you're not creatives finding jobs on linkedin is very rare um and those mm-hmm. kind of invite mm-hmm. corporate environments like it's kind of like you have to graft that little bit more and work that little bit harder especially when you're a freelancer as well if you're not working in an agency or a company it's a lot harder so i think when you're not in the creative industry it's hard for you to kind of understand what it is and what it takes like exactly. when I'm leaving my house at 6.30 in the morning to go to, on a production set and I'm not going back till 8, 9 o'clock at night mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. As it's for me I love it like I enjoy it I thrive with it but for someone who's not in that field they may struggle to understand 110% you agree as well? I completely agree even family don't understand yeah true exactly true, that. true. <laughs> that's even a yeah, whole other topic and that's another conversation <laughs> but no. No, let's talk about it let's no. talk about it okay. I think go on Shana alright so I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I'll be at home recording for YouTube, etc. Oh, doing the cover, etc. And your mum will say, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll make them aware that I'm recording, etc. Because I know there'll be noise. Mm. And then I'll have to study. And then I have to cook. So I can't be in the kitchen studying and cooking. because All at the same time. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't be. In. Mm-hmm. There's, there's only one of me. Right? And sometimes people don't understand that. So I can't be everywhere. I need to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe it would be easier if I lived alone. Do you know what? Sometimes I think about that all the time. Obviously, cost of living, you have to deal with it. Talk about it before you do it. Yeah, no, I can agree. And I think 
even just touching on another subject, I think growing up in a black or ethnic minority household where we're so used to coming, our parents have come from harder backgrounds, so they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of stereotype, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to go to finance, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Um, and just the generation before us, they didn't have the creative outlet that we have right now. They didn't mm-hmm. have that creative space, the creative opportunities, apprenticeships, all that stuff. It wasn't so big 30, 40 years ago. So to our parents, this is like completely crazy that Nadine might be only working three days in the week or one day she one week she might be working two days and then the week after that she's working four. But then the week after that she only worked on one shoot that week. Like, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the what's the word I'm looking for like the sporadic like how sporadic it can be yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it yeah. can be a shock to family as well um that's one thing I love that I found as well I have I have to shout out to my family though because sometimes mm. there has been moments <laughs> where I've had three different shows three days in a row and they have been there for me so my dad shout out to him he drove me all the way to Brighton and then wow. Brighton. all the way back Oh my yeah. god! So nice. it can get manic, mm-hmm. but nice obviously yeah, there are certain things that they still don't understand. <laughs> I wish my bedroom had like soundproof walls. That would make life so much easier. No. But um, yeah, like they are actually creative themselves, so they do mm-hmm. understand to a certain an extent, extent. Yeah, but yeah. I still get. The, oh, why do you get a reg- regular job? I, I said, uh, I'm not uh, built yeah. for a regular job. It's I've been to the regular jobs before, and I felt like personally, I felt like I was wasting my time. Mm. Mm. But when you become your own boss, obviously there's sacrifices that you mm-hmm. don't realize before, and you have to look after yourself. You have to network with people. You have to put yourself out there. It's not easy. Mm. And obviously juggling everything else, so yeah. They people don't realise that. Yeah, working for yourself is great because you get to tailor how much you get paid. Mm-hmm. You're not going by the hour, but you obviously have to. How do I explain this? Invest, have the money to invest in yourself as well and yeah. your business and the time. So it's not always easy. Yeah, that makes sense. So we actually have our first break coming up. So we're going to pick up from where we left off after the advert break. If you guys have anything that you would like to say, please call or t- And we are back. So we tried to play DJ Edot's recording earlier and we've managed to get it working. So Edot, shout out again to you for giving me the time last night to have an interview over FaceTime, by the way, guys. Dedication on his way to Gatwick We Airport. love to hear it. We love to hear it. Shout yeah, out he's on his way to... Oh, I forgot what he even said. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with, like, Napa or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> but wherever he is, shout out to you, Edot. Thank you again. Hi, this is Taryn Talks, and I'm currently here with DJ Edot. So, DJ Edot, could you tell us what genre it is that you do? Um, I don't really have a specific genre. I'm more of a multi-round person, but um, if I was to choose a genre, favorite genre, play or whatever, I'm a piano in Africa. Okay, and how long have you been DJing for? Uh, literally 12, 15. I'm going to do the so I started when I was 12. So like 15 years ago, 
13 ish around that part of time it's not like that yeah so in the time that you've been djing have you ever been in what you would call a serious relationship yeah i've gone to my first well i've had two serious relationships but i said that my last one was quite serious it was a couple of years it was over a few years so yeah that was serious okay and how do you feel like your djing had an effect on the relationship if it did have any effects um well apart from the obvious one of them being DJs don't have time and all of that stuff. That wasn't really a big issue. My issue was more of um, communication. But like, I'm 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 a very I'm I'm a full time DJ. So I've been DJing from young. So all I know and do is DJ DJ and everything else that's DJ related. I'm very passionate about it. So having someone who needs to understand that this is not really a hobby and it's more of a way that you kind of make a living from there needs to be a person that kind of just just understands that angle and just understands what you do so yeah so uh off the mics we were discussing that you are actually going to be abroad djing um is that something that crops up quite a lot in your you know the dating industry and when you're trying to date someone you could potentially be called out for a booking abroad yeah 100 percent. but the other partners they're doing their own thing as well so you know it should be all right it's just part of work like that's what i do if they if they want to come they can come if it's a day where they're not available they're not available if it's a a booking where i have to go then it's just my booking that's that's my job like that's what i have to do they'll kind of be aware of that. If it was dating me, you should be aware of that. So you wouldn't date me if it wasn't aware of that. Okay, so you are clearly able to differentiate work and pleasure, business and pleasure per se. Would you yeah. say, generalising in terms of the stigma of DJs, do you think that some DJs abuse the power and the popularity that they have 100%. from being a DJ? 100%. But it's the same as it's the same as being an artist, it's the same as being a tennis player, it's the same as being a football player. It comes with a lot of things, you know what I mean. But then again, it just depends on where you're trying to go in life and how serious you are about what you do. I was I didn't get into my first actual proper relationship until I was about nineteen. That's when I actually took like girl like a girl serious, or even got into a relationship with a girl and said, "Yeah, that's." You're, you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend, type of thing. When I was 19, so I was kind of, I kind of had a, a head, like my head was kind of, um, my mentality then when I was older was kind of different compared to how it would have been if I was younger, so that's helped a lot. And what would you say are the pros of being a DJ um, and dating as well? The pros of <laughs> being a DJ and dating? So that could be, I guess, like the networking, maybe meeting different women abroad, any any of that sort of stuff. This is you dating and being single, I mean, by the way, not dating in a relationship. Oh, the pros. Um, you, just, you, get, you get people that are like you. They, 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 they're more understanding of what you do. They, they're in a similar field. Um, you meet a lot of people that will probably like you because of what you do but that that if that's what you like then that's what you like if you need a bit more of a person that likes you for who you are 
really are, then yeah. But I guess so, yeah. I guess uh, that's, that's, that's the project there. Yeah. Would you say that the temptation is a bit stronger? being a DJ, so let's say if you were in a, not necessarily an official relationship, you were getting to know somebody, you know, you quite like them, you then go to a booking, would you say the temptation is a lot stronger because, you know, s- s- the stigma is that women like a creative man, women like a DJ? Mm, I would say it's stronger only because not you're you're in a place where people go to be happy and make memories and yes depending on what depending on what type of DJ you do because I, I mainly do weddings so I'm not really going to weddings and looking for girls to date when I have mm-hmm. a, a one getting married is is they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm making them so that's what I'm saying like the field that I'm in I'm more concentrated in actual creating memories for the people. I'm not really, I don't really have that temptation of girls around me like a, a club DJ would. But um, just speaking in general, so what was the question again? You say it again. Just remind me. Um, is the temptation stronger being a DJ? Is the temptation stronger? 100%. <clears throat> But it depends, you, you just have to, it depends how you are as a person. And, like, if you fall to it, you fall that way. If you don't, then you carry on focusing on DJing, innit? Mm-hmm. And what are some of the stigmas of DJs that you've heard that you think are just absolutely ridiculous? <sighs> um, DJs, DJs always get girls. And it's like, every girl, every girl thinks DJs always get girls. And that's why they don't get girls. Because everyone thinks DJs get girls. So, how can I be with you if you just think I get better girls? Mm, I mean, everyone like, likes a bit of healthy competition, I guess. But they do. I mean, like, oh, everyone has a type, innit? Like, it can be a footballer, it can be a basketballer, it can be a poet, it can be, it can be a model, it can be a stripper, anyone, like, you know what I'm saying? Everyone has their type. But obviously, DJs, just, you see it more. It's just, yeah. Explain. Depends how you carry yourself as a DJ as well. Mm-hmm. If you're accessible, easily accessible. Sorry, there's DJs that just give out like just give out the numbers to everyone. Like, I I personally don't understand how you would have the time to deal with that because DJ being a DJ is a very very active and busy job, especially getting booked. So you can tell the DJs that are getting booked and making a living. Mm-hmm. They don't really have time for that. Yeah, that's fine. So, just to wrap up the interview, do you feel like it's possible to be a DJ and be in the dating scene and are in a committed relationship or any of the above? 110 percent. There's, there's thousands of DJs that are in relationships. Thousands of millions of DJs that are in relationships. So it's 110 possible, but it definitely is a lot harder on both sides. Why would you say it's harder? Because one, you don't know, like, depending on how successful of a DJ you are or the the kind of clout that you have around your name and your brand, um, like, the girls might just be drawn to you just for who you are and not who you actually are. 
sorry, they're drawn they're drawn to for, for what you do, not what you actually are. So it's a bit hard to kind of dif- differentiate sometimes, but try and know, innit? Well, thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. Um, this is going to be pre-recorded and played on the Taron Talks radio segment and you'll probably be abroad by the time this is played. But any last words before you go? Um, shout out Taron Talks. I appreciate everything that you do. I've been seeing you. I've been actually seeing you do do what you do. And um, yeah, man, everyone needs to share this on Lock On Live. Listen up. Sweet. Thanks, DJ Edot. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And that was DJ Edo. So before we call in our next male Rambo, what do you guys think so far of what Edo said? Is there anything that stuck out for you guys? Um, I think what he said is quite good. Um, and I agree quite a lot with some of the stuff he said. Um, it was just a few things that I'd noted. Um, one of the things he first said was that, like, for example there's the stigma around DJs doing this, DJs being busy, DJs flying out, whatever, whatever. But like he said, you would have known this when you first start dating the person. And before mm-hmm. you get into a relationship with that person, you will know. When mm-hmm. you're getting to know someone, they will tell you what their lifestyle is like. You have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So you will know before you enter the relationship what you're getting yourself in for. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't personally feel like you're mentally ready for that, then... And there's no point. Yeah, there's no point. And then because then you'll end up taking it out on the other person when at mm-hmm. the end of the day they're just going to be sat there thinking but this is my dream this is my career what I want to do and it doesn't feel like you're supporting me so yeah the whole thing of like um, like you're knowing what you're getting into kind of thing I think is important definitely and you? when you're an entrepreneur you don't want to hear the words oh it's me or the business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're going to guaranteed you're going to choose the business more time of course. Um, so they knew what they were signing up for, so they should already mentally prepare themselves. Okay, am mm. I mentally ready for this type of relationship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have. It's not for the week. So, yeah. It's true. <laughs> I do think as time goes on, though, like I, I am guilty of it, where you think you can handle it because the person maybe has like a dry period when you've met them yeah. so you think okay this, this ain't that bad like one booking a week or two bookings a week oh it's fine I can move my schedule around and go to your bookings with you and then when it's like summer and it's prime time and you're like yeah. oh, oh you're actually busy with me yeah. oh I thought okay okay that's that's fair enough alright um, so yeah I do think that obviously the terms and conditions when you're dating an entrepreneur, they might be black and white in the beginning mm. and then they may be altered depending on what gray. season yeah, you're in, in your grind type of thing. But, um, right, so we are going to be calling in Rambo. Um, so, he answers the phone. Hello. Yes, hello. Can you hear us all well and clear? Yeah, I can hear you. Still. I can hear you. Still. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. How's everyone else doing? Uh, good, thank you. we <laughs> <laughs> Right, so first, can you give us an introduction of uh, yourself and also what is your craft? What do you do? Well, my name is Rambo. Um, 
I'm an entrepreneur and I own three companies, one of them being event management. The second one is Real Estate Africa. And the third one is really uh, just a charity, but I'm currently managing it. So, yeah, Ramble from East London. And, yeah. Cool. Did you, did, was the second one, did you say it was Real Estate in Africa? Yeah, Real Estate in Africa, yes. Wow. That's really good. So when you're okay, so well, I'm gonna pinpoint on that one. So let's say I assume you have to fly out to Africa to go and view the properties, make sure things are running well. Um, if you were to, you know, have a partner, do you think that would affect your relationship? You always being in and out of the country, taking care of business. Um, not necessarily. First of all, because me personally, like I'm a type of person, I'm a type of guy that. Before I even start talking to you or dating you, I'm gonna state what I'm about mm, or what yeah. I do. Exactly. And I have, I have, I have this saying that I don't date girls that are not on my level. When I say not on my level, oh, oh no. Okay, I think we may have lost him. We'll give him another call back. Sorry, we lost oh. you there. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, that's fine. Um, so you were saying that you basically give women the lowdown of what they're getting themselves in for before they start dating you. That's the point you were on. Oh, yes. So I have this thing, right, where it's like, if I'm dating you, I'm going to let you know what I'm about and what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I go by, like, I date women that are on my level. I'm not talking about financially. What I really mean is mentally. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need you to be obviously financially as well as me or me as well as you. But mindset is really important for me because, like, with what I do, for example, just events alone, I can meet a lot of women. Like, I'm not even joking, like, a lot, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone that don't understand that it's part of my job, it wouldn't really work. And uh, by God's grace, alhamdulillah. I've always dated a, a woman that, that actually understood that it's part of it. It's not easy, though. I can't lie. Dating <laughs> <is not> easy. <laughs> I was, my next <laughs> question was going to be, have you actually had a successful dating experience whilst working in events? Because I have you on social media. Um, shout out to your events company. Um, so the stuff I've seen is Rambo actually goes to Manchester. That's like the main, oh, you know. And um, cool. Steph London's sister, he for threw sure. like a big yeah party for her up in Manchester. Oh. And I agree, there was loads of women. Mm-hmm. If I was dating him, I would have collapsed. You know. Um, so from your personal experience, have you know? I assume you are dating at the moment. What sort of experiences have you come across of you obviously being in the events industry and dating? Um, obviously, when I was in a serious relationship, it, it was it was quite hard because I'd like to say that I'm a I'm a handsome man. So. <laughs> now nah, respect the confidence. Um, still. It's fine. Off off the mics. So I'll show you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I would like to say that. So, it's like, in my relationship, it started off well because at then times I wasn't really as big as I am now. Mm-hmm. So, it was great. It was calm. And and then, boom, I started working hard. And then, obviously, I started expanding my company with more events, bigger, mm-hmm. you know, influencers, artists, you know what I mean? So, it's like, that's actually what I became, like, a, like I wouldn't say a public figure. That's giving myself too much credit. Well, I mean, give yourself as so much credit as you want to. 
nah, I, I wasn't like <laughs> So, being out there made me realize my work. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So it made me realize my work, and obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean that my partner will see it the same way. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking my work, I'm not talking about work like in a relationship space. I'm talking about my work as in my career. Mm-hmm. Then you realize that you meet different sort of women. You meet successful women. You meet women that are doing very well and not Period. lacking. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, do you, you think that point? it's um, possible to meet a, let's say, I won't say life partner because I guess that's quite forward, but would do you think that you can meet successful women through the stuff that you're doing? Do you think that? the women that you come across on your creative career would be women that you can actually settle down and date or do you think it's just work? Uh, possibly yes because obviously as Dot mentioned obviously we have the same mindset if we're in the same industry mm-hmm. and it's kind of easier for us to understand each other's, like, each other's schedules like it's much easier mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily limit myself to that obviously I'm open to you know I feel like love happens you know, mm-hmm. you don't plan it. So I wouldn't yeah. just close myself and limit myself to that. But if I was to pick one, yeah, I would rather date somebody that on the same level, not same industry, but completely understands what, what I do, which is quite hard. It's actually very hard. I've tried it so many times, but mm-hmm. I, we're still, we're still out here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. This is a question for all of you guys. Do you think that because people are entrepreneurs they're busy and they do find it difficult to find something committed do you think that that's why there's maybe an increase of more casual and more like sexual relationships because that's all people really have time for sometimes it sounds bad but yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, i feel like it sounds awful but it is the truth to some extent i hundred percent agree i hundred percent agree because i've always said that you know um, the difference between a relationship and friendship is, is sex. If you take sex away from a relationship, then it's a friendship. Do not. Mm, yeah. Yeah. True. Because I think so it's easier. Right. Like it's easier so, to meet someone after an event, maybe, and yeah. then you know have your way, yeah. rather than actually plan and book a date. Yeah. Because I might have a random shoot turn up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You might have. You a, never know a what yeah. You might have a hair appointment, or Rambo might have an event where it's like. Bro, you gotta be in Liverpool in two days, yeah. and you can't be like, oh, I have a date night. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have a date night. literally, our <laughs> evenings oh, <it's> a date night. <laughs> literally, it's exactly no, that. It's true, it's true. But also, also, I feel like it depends. It depends on the sort of man you are. You know what I mean? I feel mm. like in my industry, I've I've worked on it. Like, I wouldn't come here and say, yeah, it happened overnight. You build like self control. It's really important. Like, if you do what I do. And you don't have self control yet. You you might make a mistake that can actually affect your career. Mm-hmm. Your career, one hundred and ten percent. It's like we were discussing. It didn't happen overnight. Like it's not just the air today. Like because I work with a lot of a lot of pretty women. I'm not gonna cut a lot of them. So it's like you need to manage and understand that this is work and yeah. this is you know what I'm saying. Yeah. By the time you start fixing it, it gets a bit. Uh, skeptical and it can cause you problems in the future so by being a great man I feel like we should understand or a great woman should understand that certain things are not worth of taking it with you do you know what yeah. I mean 
Mm-hmm. So it's just like business, keep it business, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get it that sometimes, I get it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to look, 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 look. come to your interview and act all like I'm a nice guy. Don't yes. Hello. <laughs> hold on. I'm not going to hold it like that. Listen, I do meet nice girls. Like, mm-hmm. my job, I am telling you, like, you know, I go, like, to this industry parties. But all I'm talking about is, like, if that's what you're going to do with this person, that's what you're going to do. You can't mix that with business then. Yeah. Because when the feelings mm-hmm. get involved, emotions, and, you know, it's yeah. not just Can't even relationships. Yeah, I think it's a lot... God. I think it's a lot to do with how you carry yourself as well and how you want to be perceived and how you mm-hmm. want to represent yourself kind of thing. So if you're that person, whether it's male or female... Like the industry, as much as it's very big, it's also very small at the same time oh, because the networks and like the networks, like someone <laughs> who knows someone who knows someone, yeah. I know someone who knows someone who knows someone, and then I find out that someone I know we have a mutual, yeah. and then all it takes is for people. We're humans. People gossip. People talk. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And all it takes is for you to do something that could mess up your career mm-hmm. to then get spread around the industry mm-hmm. to then like do you know what i mean so i think it is a lot to do with how you carry yourself and how you want to be known and what how you want to represent yourself and be seen to the world do you know what i mean 110 completely agree i completely agree with you that's the reason why i've always 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 and i'm still gonna try uh, as an entrepreneur it's important that you guard your reputation at all costs mm-hmm. that's yep. something i do I would like to believe I do it very well. I know, you know, like, there's certain things that I don't do it out of emotion. I'm a very, very rational person. I'm actually rational. I'm not emotional at all. And I feel like this is actually what saved me from certain situations, you know what I mean? In my industry, mm-hmm. I feel it saved me from um, certain situations, even with females as well. And I also would like to believe that my faith is part of it as well, you know? So, yeah, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. You need to know who you are. Before you, sorry, when did you start being, I guess I would call an entrepreneur? When did you open your first out of the three companies that you've got? Um, obviously, big, big shout out to my dad. Obviously, my dad mm. my best friend. That's where I got inspiration from. Um, my first company, like a proper company, uh, I started in 2018. Okay, so about four years ago. Yes. Cool, that's right. And then, yeah. Sorry? No, um, so before you started your first company, did you ever come across any women that were creatives or entrepreneurs and you hadn't reached that level, should I say, yet? Um, not really, if I'm completely honest. Okay. No, no, Fair no. enough. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like having a company... You know what it is like having a company open doors to certain certain places for me. Certain, mm-hmm. You know, in the industry, having a company, obviously having certain businesses as well, network. This is what made me see other women. Obviously, when I didn't have the business, I saw a diff- different type of women mm-hmm. comparing to now. Like now is different. I wouldn't say obviously before was bad, and now it's good. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't minimize nobody, but there is there is a difference, hundred percent. Cool, that makes sense. Uh, well, you know, when you next have your event, you know, you've got me as a host, uh, you know, Nadine t- does photography. Yeah, we need you know, to should connect, I, for real, honestly. <laughs> if you ever need a cigar, should I can sing at one of your events? Oh, <laughs> I'll get Tara to pass you on the, the session. 
Hundred percent. Big up your thing, though. Big up your thing. Uh, I see you. It's gonna say you might as well shout yourself out. <laughs> what? Who Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you say? Yourself. Yeah. Before we wrap up, because we actually have another break coming in like a minute and a half. So, use this time to talk your. Oh, I always swear. Talk your stuff. You know. <laughs> like, give people the name. Where can we find you? What have you got coming up? <laughs> All right. Cool. 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 First of all. Big thank you, big up Taryn Talks, man. Big big up oh, you. Would that for work? Would that for work? Big up you again. I would like to work with you. I want to invest in your business, whatever you have. You need to chat. Hey, hey. I like your personality. Hey, really? And I told her you're gonna go far with this energy. So, oh, thank um, you. With me, I really not in the shower. Obviously, no. you said you have three companies. <laughs> <laughs> If you see NDS event, Rambo's event, make sure you pull up, man, with me. Okay, what sort of events? What, like, what, um, if people want to listen to what if kind you, of music, what would we be looking for? Um, Afrobeat, okay. rap, hip hop. That's, that's what I'm centralised on. But at the moment, next year, I'm trying to move to, like, concert. Okay, In cool. short, in short, in short, in short, it's just like, if you see Rambo event, you want to be there. Okay, I mean, from having him on social media, I, I do want to be in Manchester sometimes, but Manchester's fine. <laughs> oh, right, so. right. No, no, actually, make sure, make nah. sure, make sure. <laughs> Are you man. paying for my transport, yeah. Rambo? Yeah. Paying for my petrol? Yeah. This cost of living. Yeah. This cost of living. Invoice me, invoice me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reimburse, reimburse. Everyone's hearing this, yeah? <laughs> right, we actually have about Everyone's nine seconds. This. Make sure you lock up Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to have to love and leave you. 